men coming down towards her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain I have protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that belongs to him, and he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so and more also to the enemies of David if I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light. Now when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey and fell on her face before David and bowed to the ground. So she fell at his feet and said, Lord, on me, my Lord, on me, let this iniquity be. And please let your maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. Please let my Lord regard this scoundrel Nabal, for his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my Lord whom you sent. Now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hand, now then let your enemies and those who seek harm for my Lord be as Nabal. And now this present which your maidservant has brought to my Lord, let it be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive the trespass of your maidservant, for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house, because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord, and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has risen to pursue and seek you and your life, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God, and the lives of your enemies he shall sling out, as from the pocket of a sling. And it shall come to pass when the Lord has done for my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you ruler over Israel, that this will be no grief to you nor offense of heart to my Lord, either that you have shed blood without cause or that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt with my Lord, then remember your maidservant. What a story. In our story, Nabal means fool or a man appointed to folly. Abigail means joy of the father. (coughs) Nabal is... It says that he's evil, yet he's a descendant of Caleb. Caleb is one of my heroes of the conquest of Canaan. He was Joshua's right-hand man. You know, he said, give me that hard-to-fight area. I want that. I'll go take it. Yet Caleb cannot cause his descendants to be righteous. We can lead our children up in the path of righteousness, but they choose righteousness in and of themselves. We can't force them to be righteous. And Caleb could not force Nabal to be righteous. Nabal, he is very, 
very rich, but he's so lacking in godly character. <clears throat> so many times a child or a descendant must learn through difficulty how cold and heartless this world can be. We spoke of Franklin Graham. Franklin Graham, for years, was a rebel against his own father. But it was so good to see Franklin turn and come into a relationship with God. And now he's what I consider a great man of God leading that ministry. <clears throat> Nabal, he is not known for his wealth, even though he had great wealth. Even his wife and his servants refer to Nabal as a scoundrel. <laughs> what a thing they said of you. Ah, oh, that's my boss, but he's a scoundrel. And when Nabal's servants come to Abigail to inform her of Nabal's reviling of David's ten messengers, they describe Nabal. Verse 17, for Nabal is such a scoundrel that no one can speak to him or reason with him. What a sad place to be. The, uh, the servants of Nabal are in fear that David will take revenge upon them as Nabal's servants. Because Nabal, he's wealthy, but he is not a giver. He's not willing to share even food with David and his men who have been his protection out in the wilderness and they've protected his animals and they've watched over him and even the the shepherds say we've not lost any sheep or anything evil has come from David and his men Nabal's servants see the evil character of their master and they go to Abigail and they plead their cause and they have reason to plead their cause. Abigail, she is level-headed, we would say. She is a wise wife. And she is, I'm sure, probably the reason the Lord blesses Nabal. And in this passage, the prosperity of Nabal it is strongly linked to Abigail. Wives, you have that good influence on your husbands. <clears throat> Abigail, in her discernment of Nabal, prevents David from shedding blood. David, he is met by Abigail on the way, and he's got 400 armed men warriors, and these men are on their way to take the lives of all of Nabal's servants. David is angry. He's armed for battle. Then he encounters Abigail. 
Abigail has hurried, she has rushed to load up donkeys with food. Several donkeys are loaded down with sheep that are dressed and ready to eat. Several hundred loaves of bread. She has parched grain. She has clusters of raisins. She has figs. She's a little pack train on her way headed towards David. And David meets Abigail, and he meets her in a very humbling setting. When they encounter each other, Abigail is quick to dismount from her donkey, and she falls on her face before David. Abigail blames herself for the rude treatment that Nabal gave David's messenger. She takes the blame. She takes the blame for this reviling of David's messengers, and she says, O Lord, or my Lord, speaking to David, let this iniquity be on me. But David knows it's not her fault. David's not a dumb man. He understands that it's not Abigail who has been rude to his messengers. It was Nabal. And David is impressed with Abigail's humility. And Abigail has this one little window, this one moment of time, where she will encounter David, and the lives of all the male servants in her household, Nabal, her husband's household, she has one little moment to impress David and try to save the lives of her servants. Notice what Abigail's words are. Verse 25. Please let my Lord, and she's referring to David, consider this scoundrel Nabal, for he is as his name, folly. What a thing to say of your husband. But she's got only one chance here to persuade David not to take vengeance upon her servants and Nabal's servants. Remember, the servants have come to Abigail wanting, hey, do something. We're about to be killed. And David, I, as your maidservant, did not see the young men that you sent to us. This was done in such a way, David, I, I didn't even know about it. And David, since the Lord held you back from bloodshed, she's saying this is a good thing, David, or since you are a wise and humble man, may all your enemies who seek to harm you be as my husband, who is full of folly. Abigail doesn't have much good to say about her husband. So in this brief, very brief encounter with David, Abigail has to make her case with humility, and she has to be quick about it. Abigail, she's successful. She's impressed David with her gifts of food and her wise counsel with kind words. Then Abigail prophesies. 
You, David, you fight the battles of the Lord. And evil is not found in you. Even though King Saul has risen to pursue you and seeks your life, God has been your protection, David. And your enemies, they're going to be like a stone that's thrown out from a sling. They're going to be scattered far and wide. But understand, David, it's been God who has protected you. And when you're a ruler over Israel, here's the prophecy part, you will remember that you did not shed blood, the blood of Nabal's servants. You're going to remember your act of kindness, David. And then she says, David, I want you to also remember me, your maidservant. Now let's read David's comments to Abigail. That's in verse 32 through 35. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel who sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice, and blessed are you, because you have not kept this day from coming to blood. You have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed, as the Lord God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me, surely by morning, by morning's light, no males would have been left to Nabal. I was going to kill them all. So David received from her hand what she had brought him and said to her, Go in peace to your house. See, I have heeded your voice and respected your person. Abigail, you have been sent by God, the God of Israel, this day to keep me from committing bloodshed. You have prevented me from taking vengeance into my own hands. And then he says, if you hadn't hastened, if you hadn't come to me, there wouldn't have been one male servant left alive by morning. We were going to kill them all. And David is grateful that God has kept him back through Abigail from killing innocent servants. And David knows that he would have regretted doing this when he would think back upon it later in life. And David receives Abigail's gifts of food and receives her wise counsel and tells Abigail of his deep respect for her. Now the scene shifts back to Nabal and Abigail's home. Verses 36 through 44. Now Abigail went to Nabal, and there he was, holding a feast in his house, like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, because he was very drunk. Therefore she told him nothing, little or much, until morning light. So it was in the morning, when the wine had gone from Nabal, and his wife had told him these things, that his heart died within him. And he became like stone. 
Then it happened after ten days that the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. So when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord, who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal, and he has kept his servant from evil. For the Lord has returned this wickedness of Nabal on his own head. And David sent and proposed to Abigail to take her as his wife. And when the servants of David had come to Abigail at Carmel, they spoke to her, saying, David sent us to you to ask you to become his wife. Then she arose, bowed down her face to the earth, and said, Here is your maidservant, a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. So Abigail arose in haste and rode on a donkey, attended by five of her maidens, and she followed the messengers of David and became his wife. David also took Ahanoam of Jezreel, so both of them were his wives. But Saul had given Mishal, his daughter, David's wife, to Palti, the son of Laish, who was from Galeam. In this story, Nabal, oblivious to his wife's behavior, and she saves the farm. She saves all of their wealth. She saves everything that her foolish husband was going to be withdrawn from. Uh, You don't think for a moment that David was not going to take everything that Nabal owned and distribute among his men. He was, and he was going to kill all the men's servants. But Nabal, he sheared his 3,000 sheep, and he's more than happy. He's pleased at his wealth. But then comes morning. And Abigail tells Nabal all of David's intent to kill him and his servants. And Nabal's heart dies within him. Ten ten days later, the hand of the Lord takes Nabal. The Lord himself strikes Nabal and kills him. And David experiences the protection and the defending of himself by God. For God took vengeance upon Nabal. Was David going to kill Nabal and his servant? Yes, he was. But David was teachable. He was ready to receive, ready to recognize how God has kept him back from evil. His evil would have been to have killed Nabal for his wickedness. But God has taken that vengeance and God has protected David from bloodshed. That's a good thing to be protected from. David allows God to be his defense. What a good example that is. David, seeing the virtues of Abigail, 
he sends messengers to Abigail, and he wants Abigail to become his wife. She makes haste to go to David. She makes haste to take the food supplies to David, and now she makes haste to take herself to David to be his wife. And she becomes his wife along with Ahinoam of Jezreel. And now David has two wives. And that was a custom in those days, in that time that uh, you took on perhaps more than one wife. But Saul, King Saul, has taken Mashal, his daughter that he had given to David as a wife, and he has given Mishal to a guy named Palti. He took his daughter away from David and gave her to Palti. So David is without a wife. But David in this episode with Nabal, he displays a great humility. David shows He's a man after God's own heart because why? He's teachable. I think it's a, uh, a, a disaster when any of God's children, any of God's disciples become unteachable. David has received wise counsel and gifts of food from Abigail. And we don't always know from which direction good counsel will come or where blessings will come from. God has caused the wife of a scoundrel, David's enemy, God has caused Abigail to instruct the future king of Israel. And it's all done by God protecting David from committing bloodshed. God does not want us to be sinful, to take vengeance upon our own, uh, in our own hand. And David is given, and we're told that Abigail is not only beautiful, but she's very wise. What an asset Abigail comes, becomes to David because David had one quality going in here. He's angry. He's on his way to kill Nabal and his servants. But David had the ability to listen to God, listen to God's instruction, and become teachable. What a beautiful quality. David was ready to receive from the Lord, even when armed with his sword for battle. What a lesson for us Christians. Be ready to receive God's instructions. You ever wondered which way to go or turn on a situation? Wait for God's instructions. God is never late. We sometimes want to try to force God into our timetable, but be patient. God wants us to do right. He wanted David to not shed blood, and he has deliverance coming to David. Receive God's instructions regardless 
of the source. And let us be like Abigail, who was quick. She made haste to send food supplied, and she made haste to go and be David's wife. Once she received the situation, when the servants came to her, she acted quickly, and she acted wisely. May that be a trademark in our lives. Amen? Amen. Let me get you to stand. We'll close in prayer. Father, so many times we're caught up into our own uh, desire for vengeance, for our own desire for things to be done right, and for our own desires for it to be done in a way that brings us pleasure. But Lord, let us learn to listen to you. David was willing to spare all of Nabal's servants when they had done him wrong. David received good counsel from his enemy's wife. Yet David listened. Lord, we never know how you're going to speak to us. We want to give you that freedom in our hearts and lives. You, Lord, teach us in a way that's pleasing to you. And let us be receiving. Let us learn to appreciate uh, your guidance, your counsel. Lord, even when it comes from a, a source we never expect. I'm sure David never expected the wife of his enemy to come and persuade him to do right. But Abigail did. Abigail was sin of you, Lord, to speak wisdom into David's life and to speak in uh, an attitude of humility and it saved David from committing bloodshed and we see the heart of David how he wanted to be a man after your heart Lord and may that be our desire to be a believer to be a disciple of yours after your own heart to be led of you and Lord let us understand that you are for us you do not want us committing sin or bloodshed or vengeance. You want us to be full of peace. You want us to be wise, obeying your instructions. So, Lord, help us. And, Lord, let us be teachable. And let us be obedient to you. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.